Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Will the Derrick Henry-led Titans collapse under the strain of being called the Ryan Tannehill-led Titans? I love it. Patrick and the Mahomes can throw the ball real far, but can they keep their fingers behind the line? I hope so. Can Rodgers go back to being Godgers instead of Badgers? Oh. Will the San Francisco 49ers find gold in them there Levi's? <laughs> find out Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, 49ers was the best away. one. That was amazing. That was really good. Long football after dark, everybody. Our first episode with all four of us being here in like two and a half months. It's been a long we, time. All four of us were here for like 30 seconds last yeah, week. Yeah, I know. No, and not last week, the week before. The week before. Last week was three yeah. man without Corey. And you guys oh, had yeah, it was at midnight. And you guys right. had a coward. No idea how hard it was. <laughs> like the people that are listening, you guys have no idea how hard it was for the four of us to find a day we're on a big busy like, snag and Corey and i just worked okay time time bubble we're recording this at approximately 1 30 eastern Corey and i have already worked eight hour days justin is about to after this right this I is like my back. only day off Man, this matt's week. only day off i have to go back to work at three yeah i have to technically go do my other job after this one so this is what this is what we do for you people we, we, this is the small window of opportunity. Yeah, and we take it to provide you content. Content. You're welcome, not great, Turkey. Not good content, just like content. Well, yeah, just content. No something one said to, we make good content. Something to listen to while you're on the toilet. That's what we're known for. Yeah, that is what toilet we're known humor. for. <laughs> Literal toilet humor. All right. I want to start off with something that I thought about doing today. Okay. Okay. So, we have... A very rare situation where both championship games this weekend are regular season rematches. Yes. It doesn't... Um, often. It doesn't I, well, as far as this weekend having two right. matchups, it very rarely happens. Yeah. So I wanted to know um, how often... Like, in other words, like how accurate is like looking at who won the regular season matchup to determining who wins the postseason matchup? Uh, okay? Yeah. So... The only one I know... Off- the top of my head is oh no never mind minneapolis miracle vikings won both times yeah vikings did win both times yeah um so i found an article this is done by inside the pylon.com now this is from a couple years ago but it's it's going to be part of part of like what i did so just keep in mind that this is from a couple years ago this is not all right in the last couple seasons okay my mind is open so they decided to go back through their uh, their whole database of games, which is courtesy of ProFootballReference.com, which is an awesome website. If you guys have never yeah, used yeah, it, oh yeah, I've used that awesome, site. Yeah, yeah. awesome website. So that website goes back to 1978. So they went all the way back to 1978 to the year that this was written, which is 2013. So this is prior to the 2014 playoff matchups. Okay. In that period of time, there were 200 rematches between uh, two teams that played in the regular season and then played again in the postseason. The team that won in the regular season <coughs> wins 65% of the time. Right. Okay. So, but in Fire Emblem, that's not good. But not <laughs> But so it, it's it's not Now the margin does get substantially closer. Yeah. Um, it almost halves. So that's something, right? Now, that's cool, but then people are thinking, like, okay, well, okay. Well, well, if the, okay. hold on. So 
the rebuttal that they got to that was, okay, well, what happens if one team blows out the other? Which is the situation with San Fran and Green right. Bay. Because a lot of people were thinking, like, okay, well, if one team gets blown out, you'd think that the team that got blown out is a little more, like, pissed off and motivated to play. Uh, no, it's worse. Hmm. Um, the team that blows the other team out wins 74% of the time. So if you blow out an opponent and then you play that opponent again, you win almost 74% of the time. So, But I read the article and I was like, okay, this doesn't include the last five years. So I did it myself. <laughs> I like that you pulled that out of your so, back pocket. So I went, I went p- pencil to pen to paper and I wrote down every sing- since 2014 to 2018 every playoff matchup that was a reoccurring matchup. Now, there were two instances where it was two divisional teams, and they had split the series. So I just left them out. Okay, so we're throwing Um, out divisional splits. So we're throwing out divisional splits. Um, I included the year when New Orleans swept the Panthers and then played them again in the playoffs and beat them. So I I kept that in. That's impressive, by the way. It's really difficult. That's very impressive. Um, Yeah. Um, the other team that did it in that span was Houston. I'm sorry, was Indy beating Houston all three times. That's right, yeah. So I left out the Baltimore-Pittsburgh series where they split and then Baltimore won. And then I left out the Baltimore-Cincinnati series where they split and Pittsburgh won. So I left those out. You mean uh, Cincy won? Yeah, yeah, no, Cincy and Pittsburgh split and then and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh won. won okay, okay, the okay, okay, okay. So in the last five years, this has happened 30 times. That's actually kind of a lot. It happened by year. It went six, six, nine, three, six. So it's all divisible, divisible by six, which was weird. Very interesting. Um, the regular season winner won seventy percent of the time. All right. Um, if you don't include the Oakland Houston game where Oakland won during the regular season, but when they played in the postseason, it was Connor Cook at quarterback. Yeah, it's more than 70%. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense, because usually, most of the time in football, there's circumstances that make other things happen. Most of the time in football, the better team wins. So, the better team beat them, the better team play, worse team play, the better team just usually wins again anyway. Oh, well, okay. Blowouts, you, you blow outs, you get blown out again, I get it. But you said, like... Well, you, don't the, get, you don't necessarily... The, the, the margin gets smaller the margin in the blowout, gets smaller. but it's still... You still lose. You still lose. All right, so the margin gets smaller. Kansas City lost by, like, one point to the Titans. Was it one point? I don't remember how much it was. A much more injured team, by the way. I think it was... I think it was only... I'm like, not saying this... If, here, here's... The reason why I did this was to one apologize to Justin for a season ending on Sunday. Well, I, I it, <laughs> acting like I don't know. Um, Jesus. yeah. So Jesus, come yeah. On. So I apologize for that. You know, it's really funny. It's really funny because I was uh, getting messages from our uh, our good Patreon subscriber, pa- angry, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Man, Corey is always raha about the Saints." Kuiper's always ah, about the Steelers, and I mean, you're the Chiefs guy. I always forget that Jusby's a Packers fan because he hates them. <laughs> I've just, I've just hated them this year. You really have. You every time we bring about the Packers, we try to give you shit for it. you're like, I, yeah, I know. Well, it's, I really didn't think there would be someone at this table that hates the Packers more than Corey. 
It's oh, yeah. hard not to be. You hate the Packers. You hate both teams in the NFC Championship game. I hated Mike McCarthy. Mm. Well, that's now fair. He's a, now he's a cowboy. Oh, yeah. Now you, you can, hate, yeah. Yeah. Do you hate the Cowboys now? Yeah. I, I hated the Cowboys anyway. We uh, hate the Cowboys here at Fast Pod. I'm, 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 I'm not a Dak person. Not a Dak. Not, definitely not a Jerry person. Not a definitely Dak not Pre. A Jerry person. I don't think, no Dak Pre, no, no Jerry Joe? No. No, I don't think so. No Easy L? No. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Easy L washed. All right. So Ooh, there, were, there were some crazy. Uh, if. if the team is actually better and all this stuff. I, I could I could go along with you. Maybe that's why the 49ers could beat the Packers. There were a lot of smoke. there were a lot of extenuating circumstances that led to the Chiefs giving away the game against the Titans. Yeah, that that was like yeah. one of the most crazy endings to a game. That's the Titans <laughs> tend to do that to the Chiefs. The <laughs> AFC South does that to the Chiefs. Yeah, so weird. But this is like this is like the revenge tour for Kansas City. I so they so. had a rematch already against the Texans and blew them out by 20 points. Can we talk about that game for a second? Yeah, let's talk about what that game. Let's talk about that so game. So I want to talk about that game for a Holy second. Shit. If they I'm convert gonna, that... Wait, if they convert... If they let's, convert... Let's do this. If they convert... Let's have three of us make Matt real upset because I know all three of us are going to agree Matt's going to disagree. All right. Is that game me. more about the Chiefs coming back or more about Bill O'Brien shooting the Texans in the face? I think it's a bit of both. It is a little bit of both. It all, it's always a little bit of both. Yeah, I understand that. But I, but I actually legitimately don't think it's more of one than the other. You don't it doesn't you could be the worst fucking defensive coordinator in football and it's still really hard to get 51 hung on you. Like that's impressive. 51 unanswered No, it's very no no no, very that's very impressive. impressive. The fact that the fact that it was 51 to 7 is what's actually is what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like it's more about like you, forty-five minutes. You couldn't. You went forty-five minutes and scored seven points, and you're supposed to be this like amazing like electric offense, and you have these all these deep threats, and Will Fuller was healthy. Will Fuller, yeah, exactly. Like Will Fuller was healthy. The thing about the conversion, okay, on fourth and one. Are you talking about that? Or are you talking about the fake punt? The fake punt. Okay. If they make that, do they win the game? I think that if they convert the fake punt. If they convert the fake punt and score. I think we never see Matt again <laughs> if, if, if they convert the fake punt. I think if that gets run in, and it, it, regardless of, because that immediately just like. I just want to uh, all hail Dirty Dan Sorensen. Yeah, okay. So oh, there's so many things I want to talk about with that game. Okay, so first and foremost. The tight. First of all, the Chiefs should have never even at any point been down twenty-four nothing against the Texans. Yeah, that game should have realistically been just fifty-one to seven. Realistically, they had their big game jitters and a slight rust. Like they had all those drops early, and you could see it. In uh, one of the things that I looked to a lot when I was lo- looking at because they showed uh, some of the drops. The one drop by Kelsey early in the game on third down on their like second or third drive when they were down fourteen nothing, and he starts pounding the ground after he drops it like he knew what he did wrong that was that was big to me like realizing that they were kind of maybe a little jittery yeah thinking oh are we about to lose another home playoff game um yeah after i mean winning it yeah, because oh we were cool we were cool calm collected the whole no. time they they 
Some Andy, of them were. Pat was. Pat was. Andy Reid was not. No, you Andy, could see the look in his eyes Andy when they Reed, went down 24 nothing. Andy Reid, the classic Andy Reid panic move of, oh, shit, we need something, and he puts Tyreek back to return the, the punt. And then he bumped Panic. It. Like, yeah. total panic. Like, oh, shit, we need something. We need something. Hurry. And then Tyreek fumbled. So, like, the fake punt, I, I got asked this the other day. Like, I was like, oh, I wasn't upset with the fake punt call. Yeah, I'm ups- yeah. I'm upset with the fake punt call because of the fourth and one because of the juxtaposition of the the fourth and one they didn't go for, like you can't. It's like, just that's emblematic of Bill O'Brien being a shit coach. Exactly. And then on top of that, because he's also the acting GM, he can't, he can't fire himself. Yeah, because I it's the fake punt. punt. He's gonna be there forever. Yeah. yeah. The fake punt by itself wasn't like the worst call because the the person that direct snapped the ball to I forget who got it was basically one-on-one with Dan Sorensen, a backup safety. And, and realistically, they got... I, I forget where I saw this. I don't know if you guys saw it, but, you know, when it comes to fake plays, like uh, trick plays and stuff like that, it, it's usually not always the head coach that calls it. It's something that they practice all week, and when they see the look by the defense, they call it. So they got the look from the Chiefs defense that said, this should be free. No one, They didn't expect Dirty Dan Sorensen to read it. So your boy... Pat McAfee. Was it McAfee that said that? Well, Pat McAfee oh. went on Get Up the next day, and because they asked him about it, he's like, he said something that I thought was really interesting because he's like, way more fake punts get called than they get run. He's like, way more fake punts get called than they are run because what happens is you go up to the line with the intent to fake it, and then you, the personal protectors look at what they see and either check out of it or they just go with it. And Pat McAfee said, if you watch the play, the personal protector that had the ball hiked to him started out wide. Or he either started in, motioned out, and came back in, or started out wide and came in. And Sorensen followed him. And Pat McAfee goes, the second I would have saw that, I would have canceled the fake. Because at that point, that's like you're going to have Obviously, you want to make a one-on-one open field miss. Like That's the whole point. He's like, but you're fourth and four. Like, if it's fourth and one or fourth and two, yeah, go for it. Because even if Sorensen makes the tackle, the guy's going to get at least a yard out of it. Right. But because you're fourth and four, unless you're, what's what McAfee said, he's like, unless your edge guy, like the farthest right protector, gets the best get off ever and he can get up to the next level and get Sorensen, even if Sorensen doesn't make that tackle, that dude's getting chased down from behind before he gets the four yards. So. It was kind of like one of those situations where, like, they had the right play. You're right. They had the right play call made because Sorensen had to make the open field tackle. But the down and distance, McAfee said, he's like, the down and distance meant you shouldn't have done it. So, and then obviously the fourth down and the fourth and one was just. That was kind of. Just, just off. Near the 10 yard line and not going for it. I feel like. you Kansas City is reeling at that point. Like yes. you're re- like if the, if it goes up to twenty eight to nothing, it's like oh well maybe they just scored fifty one anyway. Like I don't know you, you maybe, don't know. but yeah, you don't know. I, I that touchdown would change a lot of things. I feel like what got into Bill O'Brien's head was it was kind of the good graces that the Ravens played the day before and failed two fourth and ones. They did, yeah, and it cost them the game. And they're so. the best fourth down converting team in the league. So I feel like that would played into his decision making. Like, let's take the points and go up four possessions. Yeah, it was. I think like I'm not like 
obviously I'm like not trying to talk down on your team or anything, but I think there's a whole big mentality behind besides like them scoring four straight touchdowns and then like, all right, we got to stop. We got at least to stop. We only let them put three points on the board. Mm-hmm. That's that's a momentum swinger. Like that's what started the momentum swing because yeah. especially we stopped them the three points and then we scored a touchdown in three plays. Right. Well, before the touchdown, you had McCole Hardman run it up to the forty. Yeah. Like Nick Wright was kind of talking about that. He's like that. The momentum really started with the stop, and then the McCole Hardman return, and there was a little more of a heartbeat. And then the Chiefs scored in three plays, and then there was more of a heartbeat. Yeah, once and then they, the once Texans they were fumbled on to. a kickoff, and there was even more of a heartbeat. Like I like to, I like to joke that the Texans just spotted the Chiefs fourteen, and then felt bad about it, so they spotted you like twenty eight. <laughs> like they felt bad, like oh man, like we kind of just got a cheap fourteen because they literally got fourteen points without Kansas City basically touching the football. Yeah, because the the punt and everything. Yeah. Now here's here's all I'm gonna say is. What, what, what did I come on this podcast and tell y'all weeks ago? That you that you guys are better from behind than you are from ahead. Yes. Yeah. We needed to go down 24 <laughs> nothing. That's why Andy Reid has been so shitty on the first drives this year. I'm saying, dude, we, we suck if we get the lead. Our chances of winning the game go down when we have the lead. And we never statistically lose. proven, like and, you proved it. And we haven't lost by more than one possession in a game in like three or four years, as I've also stated before. So I knew we were coming back. I was just ready for like a little bit of heartbreak in the way we came back. But instead, we just scored a touchdown on seven straight possessions. I had, I'm not joking. I had, like, <laughs> I had the, two, like two days, like say like two days after, like say the Chiefs would have not won. Right. Uh-huh. I had the we don't hear from Matt for two days, and then randomly in our group chat for this podcast, I just see a random post from Matt, and it's a screenshot of a Reddit post that says the Chiefs are now the first team in NFL history to come back from twenty-four nothing, lead in lead at halftime, and then end up losing. Like I was, I, was, I had yeah. the picture, like I could see it in my brain. I could see like the screenshot. <laughs> And the picture was going to be of Kelsey pounding the ground. Like, I could see the comments. Like, I had the vision of it in my mind. And I just couldn't. When it they was went, like a That's So Raven. Oh, yeah. When they went up 31 to 24, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And, or, like, even before that, like, you guys went up 28-24. And then the first play Houston had with 50 seconds left was a bomb to DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, please don't let this happen. Like. Man, like, don't let Matt lose this way. Like, like, don't let this happen. And then you guys, and then they missed him. That was another big thing that I think was a huge thing in that game was, like, missing the field goal. Like, if Kaimi Fairburn makes that field goal, like, at the very least, the Texans are like, okay. Got some breathing. <laughs> we, got, breath. we, we got something out of that. Like, we at least made it a one-point game. But, like, Kaimi Fairburn just fucking... Oh, just botches that 50-yard field goal. Speaking of field goals, you know what the Titans haven't done since week 15? Kicked a field goal. Attempted a field goal. Attempted a field goal. (laughs) Yeah. Bruh. I don't know how to feel about that. Okay, so... Is this going to be... They're going to unload like the Steelers did. In the playoff game against the Chiefs, oh God, no, kick nothing but field goals. Kick nothing but field goals. I'd like and to. Th- I'd like to think our offense is good enough that we can outscore them if they only kick field goals. So, well, 
talk about the Chiefs Titans, if you flip it to the Titans, <laughs> do, do any of us have anything to say? I mean, Lamar we, Jackson we, hadn't been, played a meaningful football game since December 15th. He, he he didn't play football really for a month yep. and then tried to play football. And it wasn't just him because he, he accounted for 500 yards of offense. Yeah, it, early the, a couple of the early interceptions were from drops and balls hitting receivers in the hands and them just stone-handing it into the air and letting the interceptions happen. And then, I mean, Derrick Henry gets stronger and stronger. The Titans... Titans and Ravens are an interesting matchup because both teams aren't built to play from behind. So it's like whoever whoever gets the lead first is going to be able to play the game their way. Mm-hmm. What did I say on this podcast numerous times about Greg Roman offenses? Yep. What did you say? If you get up, or and this goes back to when Greg Roman was in San Fran with Kaepernick, when he was there with Cam in Carolina, if you get up early on a Greg Roman offense... They don't. It eliminates half of his playbook because everything is based off of that kooky, like, like zone read, read option, who has the ball, end around, like all that type of. And like, if you're down by fourteen, who cares? Like, the can't type, do that kind of you stuff. Can't you do need that to shit. score. Yeah. So fifty percent of his playbook is eliminated, and it was if you a, get up early. And every single, sorry, every every single loss the Ravens had this year with Greg Roman were all the same. The Browns jumped out to an early lead. The Chiefs jumped out to an early lead, and the Titans jumped out to an early lead. The Browns jumped out to an early lead. The Browns jumped out to an early lead because they, they did get a win over the Ravens. That's what I said. I said the Browns, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Oh, I thought you didn't say my bad. Those were yeah. the three games that they lost. Those are the only three games they lost, and yep. all of them were the same. Yep. They all just got out to early leads. Now I the people that you now that just let's talk about some things that people are saying. I'm going to parrot some of the things that people... This is Just because Lamar Jackson lost another playoff game, you can't... All his haters coming out of the woodwork, this is why you can't run as a quarterback, this is why you can't... No, fuck them. No, yeah, fuck them. Throw them in the pit. Peyton Manning took five seasons to win his first... Five postseasons to win his first playoff game. It's the type of thing where... Lamar Jackson's gonna win eventually. I feel like I feel like it's inevitable. Maybe his window is shorter than other quarterbacks because of the way he uses his athleticism. Maybe he'll trans. Maybe he'll transform into more of a throwing quarterback like Vic did later in his career. Right. He's gonna have to. Eventually, he's gonna have to. I don't. I. I just. I don't think it's. I don't think it's right to just shit talk Lamar because he lost in the playoffs again. Especially when a couple of those. I hate some of those turnovers weren't his fault. Receivers dropping passes. The whole team looked sluggish. The fumble, 100%, was his fault. Well, yeah, the fumble was his fault, yes. Like, Jarrell Casey almost got you once, and then you decide to just hold on to it, and then Casey gets up and then strips you. As far as the Titans go, I mean, I feel like Tannehill needs to make a couple good... Their game plan is Tannehill makes a couple good passes, which he does, and then Derrick Henry just pounds you into the dirt because by the time the fourth quarter comes around, 220-pound Henry is somehow gets stronger he runs straight up you ever see how he runs he gets skinny yeah he has no like no like lean forwards or backwards he just like straight up Mm. like his he looks like it's a very interesting style he he could be a tower over everybody else that's trying to defend him yeah you gotta just run that's how you that's how you get skinny that's how you get skinny that's how you get skinny you see the holes he's going through yeah not that big no did you Here's the thing that is mind-boggling to me. They said it on first take this morning. Derrick Henry against eight-man fronts. Okay, how many how many people play on defense? Eleven. 
Okay, so eight of them. Yeah, eight in the box. Are in the box. Do you know how many yards per carry he's averaging? 5.4. Seven. Holy shit. <laughs> he doesn't fucking Seven. Care. Do you know the... Let me just break this down. This is the same man <laughs> who had 13 straight games with under 60 yards last season. Yeah. How? Because well, they kept trying to give the ball to Deion Lewis. Yep. Vrabel got his. Vrabel figured out he had a gem and finally gave his gem the ball. Yep. He apparently talked to Eddie George, the great Titans running back mm-hmm. from Ohio State, and Eddie was just like, "You're not hitting the hole like hard enough. Like, remember when you were at Alabama, how hard you were hitting that hole? Like, you need to do that. That's how you're gonna get paid. That's how you're gonna. This is your job. Yeah, you got to do your job." Or you're not going to get paid. And that kind of just like... Stuck something with, in him? Yeah, mm-hmm. that just stuck with him. And It's crazy to me that a six foot three, 220, 225 pound running back yeah. needs to be told to hit the hole hard. Well, like when you're, when you're in college, the only thing you hear when, you, when you're going up to the pros is like, they're going to be a lot bigger and... They're going to be a lot bigger. They're going to hit a lot harder. You get them all, if you don't protect yourself, protect your body, so yeah. you can make money, yeah. right? And so you get a lot more timid with your. But what he Derek is the exception of the rule, which is he's built better than ninety nine percent of the people that he plays against. Yes, it, it's an interesting. It's an interesting is, counter. It's going to be the same thing that Barkley's going to have to learn to do. Yeah, it's it's an interesting counter that's to a, that's defensive a linebackers getting smaller and smaller for speed. So running backs, you know, you see it with Henry, Barkley, other running backs that the big the big big uh, you know bus type running backs are going to come back again because linebackers are getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, and I think I it, think it's the way you're seeing the evolution of the NFL how it circles around. I do like, yeah, that it, it, the NFL kind of goes in like this weird circle of like the quarterbacks get more athletic, so the linebackers get smaller and faster, but then the running backs get bigger and tougher, so the linebackers have to get, you know, the same way. It's it's interesting because it's how everything evolves. Or you look at the way defenses play now, the way the way Spagnolo the plays his defense with the Chiefs, and I think other defenses have started this and are going to start doing it more. You know, the big thing for offense the last couple years has been what option. Spags defense and other defenses they're playing option defense where you, they don't even know if they're playing zone or man until they make an initial read after the snap so if they don't know exactly what they're going to play it makes it harder for the quarterback to guess there was really good uh, play in, in the Texans game where Tyron Matthew jumped up to the line like he was going to blitz then backed off jumped back up at the, at the snap of the play Looked like he was going to man on the tight end. Jumped off the man into a quarterback spy. Ran up on Watson and forced him out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically yeah. It's basically zone read defense. If you want to put a label on it, yeah. It's 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 like a zone read. It's a zone read, but there's options. You're that- manned up on a guy until you see what your man does. And then you break off and do something else. Mm-hmm. I look at it as a. You have like the two distinct ways to play defense. You have the way the Patriots did it this year: gambling, hit, trying to predict on play and hitting for it hard, or the option defense to make it harder on quarterbacks. Because if you don't, uh, we talked last week. With 
the biggest like maybe stat against Mahomes was his the way he played against man. The Texans again ran man for like ninety percent of their defense, and Mahomes figured out how to pick it apart. You just throw crossing routes. He started throwing crossing routes, the underneaths, and the couple times they did get forced into zone where they finally baited him into zone, hit Watkins and Kelsey down the field. It was kind of one of it's I could almost like like predict like, oh man, Bill O'Brien beat this team. What was his game plan? And then you look at it and you're like, okay, he's gonna do the exact same thing. Yep, and he did. And he did, and smartly it didn't work because Andy Reid had a week to prepare for it. It's like, okay, well, He's going to do the same thing to me. So how do we fix it? was like, it's kind of one of those things where the, the Texans knew what to do, but they didn't, they didn't do it right. Like go back to last year when the Patriots played the chiefs in the AFC championship game, right? Mm-hmm. What the Patriots did is the Patriots did a similar thing to what all these other teams did, which is you play man to man, right? But what they did like personnel wise is they put their best cover corner on Kelsey, not on Tyreek. Because why are you wasting your best cover corner on a guy he can't run with? Why? Right. Like, Stephon Gilmore is really good. Stephon Gilmore will lose one-on-one against Tyreek Hill. Period. He will lose. So, what they did is they put Stephon Gilmore on Travis. Which immediately means you don't have to double Travis. Travis is going to get a couple catches, but also Gilmore is going to win a couple of them, right? Because he's Stephon Gilmore. Right, one of the best corners. Exactly. Then what they did is they doubled Tyreek with their second best corner and then a safety, right? That's basically the only thing you can do against the Chiefs. That's really it. That's like all you can really do because like Pat Mahomes can make throws on some of his those back. Some of those like, throws where he's, I mean, there's commonplace now, like, but you just watch the way he whipped it around uh, around defensive players, and then you look at the toe drag behind the line of scrimmage that, and oh, play that to Tyree or re- Tyre, to Kelsey. That was really close. That was like I feel like if he hadn't been dragging his foot and you couldn't see the dirt behind the line of scrimmage, they, they would have called it another yeah. forward pass. I, I agree. Um, but the Bills don't do that. Instead, what the Bills do is they take okay, who Bill O'Brien looks at his defense and he's like, all right. Who's our who's lining up on tight ends? Oh yeah, the safeties. <laughs> and he takes that dude, Lane Johnson. Dude, if you're Lane Johnson Jr.'s ever listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> because my Lord. Travis Kelsey, there were periods of time where Lane Johnson Jr. was playing man to man on Kelsey and he wasn't five yards near Travis Kelsey. I felt so bad. God. Like this that kid was in over his head. And like Tyreek had, what happened to Tyreek? Nothing. Tyreek didn't have a very good game. Tyreek got a couple catches. Yeah, it was. But it was, it was mostly Kelsey. Ke- Kelsey and Watkins. Yeah. And because they were doing what you should do against Tyreek, which is you put him a corner on him and then you put a safety over him. And obviously Tyreek's gonna get a couple. He's gonna get a couple catches because you're not gonna do it all game long. But man, like g- kudos to Andy Reid for just being like, you know what? Bill's kind of stupid. <laughs> like, you know, I'm pretty sure he's just going to do the same thing to me that he did. Um, what when? What week was it when they played? Week five? Yeah, week five or six. It was whatever, early. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, probably just going to do the same thing to me that he did last time. And Bill's probably thinking, oh, man, this is going to work. 
We got him right where we want him, boys. He's going to think I'm going to change stuff, so he's going to change stuff. I ain't going to change stuff. My name's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he's, My I'm, name's B.O.B., baby. I like that. He think I'm going to change stuff, so I'm not going to change stuff. This weird, like, five-dimensional chest that he plays with himself. Where's it? This is what Bill taught me. <laughs> Flipping off fans, Bill. I suck. I know I suck. <laughs> Bill, Bill's name was Bill, so I couldn't be named Bill, so I'm Bob now. Oh God, he can't he can't be fired, can he? I mean, he no, could. He's the acting GM. He is the acting GM, but so, they could just the owner little, could just fire so him. Fun little thing after uh, everything the other day, uh, I think two days exactly two days ago, he uh, made a statement saying that uh, there will be no significant. There will be changes. a reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> no significant changes or searches for a new GM at the moment, because he's the GM. Why would he do that? Yeah, because the moment he hires, I could see it. The moment he hires a GM, all right, thanks. You're fired. He's gonna hold out as long as he can. The second the owner, well, the owner can hire a GM whenever the owner wants. Yeah, the owner can apparently, fire Bill whenever he wants. Apparently, the fucking owner's leaving it up to him. We right. keep making the playoffs. I feel so fucking bad for the Texans, dude. I feel so bad. squandering so much talent. They are. There's a lot of talent on that. Do you team. know who's not squandering talent? The Tennessee Titans. No, they are not. Not anymore. No, Mike Vrabel looks to be the best branch off the Bill Belichick coaching tree, mainly because he was a player for Belichick and not a coach under Belichick. I think that yeah. might have been a difference. Uh, some breaking news. Um, Drew Rosenhaus has officially dropped Antonio Brown as his client and uh, said that he will not work with him until he seeks help. Oh. Well, there was Damn, a dude. thing with... Re- real quick, before we talk on that, your levels are really low. Are they really bad? Your levels are really low. Dude, I haven't turned so far up. I don't know what's wrong with my shit. I'm also talking kind of low, but... I'm just letting you know. But anyway, what were you going to say now? Thankfully, uh, I have a thing, and I have a compressor there. It'll fix that a little yeah. bit, but... Uh, Antonio accused his... Is it his wife or his girlfriend? I probably I think it's his girlfriend. I was trying to steal one of his cars, and like he was like yelling and screaming at her and the kids until the cops showed up. Apparently, oh boy, yeah, that CTE's hitting him. He made that uh, music video. Didn't see that. Did you see that? Nope. nope. You'll like it. It's called "No More White Women." <laughs> it's perfect for you. I'm sure that's your brand. That's, that's, that's your brand of uh, SoundCloud. You know. Yeah. Type of stuff. Can't wait. Uh, oh my god. He anyway, wants to, he wants to fight Logan Paul. Apparently, yeah. I, Antonio Brown's off I the deep end. Fight. He's fight never me. gonna be in the NFL or the XFL. Can't wait. To He'll see probably that. never again. He's probably done. He'll just, so, just keep doing did crazy Logan things Paul for clout. Lose the second fight. I don't. Know. I don't. I have no idea. I, I hope so. I, I hope like so, but I also I don't care. So. I heard his song the other day. The uh, it's every day, bro. Oh, you finally heard that song? I finally heard it. That's my bad. That's his brother. Yeah, but his brother's in. Logan's in it. I'm pretty sure Logan's in there. I think so. But either way, that was terrible. Yeah, it's every day, bro. (laughs) So, do any speaking of every day, bro? Speaking of every day, bro. Are any of us picking the Titans to win for the third straight week? Because none of us picked them to win. I did. I told you the Titans were going to win. Against the Baltimore? I, yes, I did. Run the tape back. I picked them. All right. That's fair. I Okay. I picked the revenge tour because we beaten the Texans, beaten the Titans, beaten the Packers. Okay. You think we're going to beat San Fran? Yes. 
That's because all right, Nick Wright, you just want the rematch from Super Bowl one. You're letting I mean, that cloud your judgment. To be fair, I, I also want the rematch from Super Bowl one. <laughs> we need to right the wrongs. It should have been it, it should have been the Hank Stram Trophy, not the Lombardi Trophy. If we're gonna win, I definitely don't want to play the Titans and watch Derrick Henry drop 300 yards on our shoes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't want that happening. Blake Martinez would be a skid mark. He would. Oh God, he would die. Just on the yeah. Kevin I, King would be smeared across the field. I want after trashing them for so long. I want the Titans to win. You want the Titans to win? I drank the Kool Aid. <laughs> I drank. <laughs> I was so busy talking about the Kool-Aid and bitching about the Kool-Aid. I got so thirsty that I ended up drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> drink that Derrick Henry Kool-Aid? Yep. The, the, team, the, team that you, the team that you picked to be dead last. 5-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I feel like with I'm the I'm still way... not a Ryan Tannehill supporter. Mm. Or a Marcus Mariota supporter. I, I know I'm clouded by my Chiefs uh, bias in my all-Chiefs gear today. But I just I feel the way they won that game against the Texans, I, 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 they feel like something that cannot be stopped right now. Also, since I didn't get to be happy with the Saints winning, this is the only way that none of my friends are happy <laughs> <laughs> to be in solidarity with me. Someone's because rooting for the it, it, they're, the all, they're the only team left that one of my friends don't like. I don't think I'll be happy until the Packers win the Super Bowl because it's going to be the same thing. Nah, because if the Packers win the Super Bowl, we'll come on the mic after this and be like, why didn't we win by more? No, no, no. If the Packers win the... You haven't seen me after a Packers Super Bowl win because we've never had one. If the Packers win the Super Bowl, I'm going to turn into a different man for a little bit. <laughs> for a full week, Justin's going to be totally... Full totally cheese different. man. But until then... If the Packers somehow win this week in what is uh, statistically and categorically a terrible matchup for them. Oh, Lord, is it. So if they somehow squeak out with a win probably by like a chip field goal or something, I will uh, I'll, I'll look at the Super Bowl matchup and be like, well, we aren't gonna we aren't gonna beat the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is just gonna fool the defense and do dumb shit, and we're gonna lose. Or I'll be like, how every team pl- thinks about like, oh man, Pat Mahomes is gonna do some dumb shit, and we're gonna fucking lose. Right. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's what he does every week. The Titans make him. I'm gonna be like, oh, Derrick Henry's gonna rush for 465 yards on us, and we're just gonna lose. Can I ask? I want to ask Matt a question. Was this what it was like for you when you used to play Big Ben? Let me. Like when the Chiefs used to play Big Ben in his prime. Would you go into the game like? Like the game says, like man, I can't wait for Ben Roethlisberger to do some dumb shit and we lose. Basically, because that's what. God, happened. that's how I feel now. Like <laughs> man, I can't wait till Pat just. I can't wait till Pat's shoved out of bounds, and before he touches out of bounds, whips the ball across he, his body. Yeah, he whips the ball across his body, and Tyreek, who's laying on the ground at the current <laughs> moment, upon release, gets up, activates, <laughs> activates, and runs. 70 miles an hour into the end zone and catches a touchdown. I can't wait for that to happen. Because it could, legitimately could. God, you're God. All right. And that'll so, happen, or we'll go, or if we somehow we'll go up against the Titans and Derrick Henry will rush for 695 yards against us. Let's talk about, because we haven't really, really even talked about it. Derrick Henry yet. to run for 820 well, yards. We spent a lot of time on the AFC. <laughs> we, let's talk about the NFC games where. The 49ers beat down on the Vikings. Jesus Christ. Because what did they do? What did we talk about the week before? What the what is the one thing Kyle Shanahan does when planning his defense? 
he fucks one particular player. And who did he fuck? Anthony Barr. Yes. All yep. game long. Just went did. after Anthony Barr all game long. See, like, that's... Trying to think of the word. And because that of that, thing. it was able to stop Dalvin Cook, and it set everything up. And Kirk Cousins just, he played okay, but he didn't play good. No. The the Huber's version of Bill Belichick, where he picks your worst player and goes after them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shanahan's just going to be like, this is your best player, but he doesn't do this thing well. I'm going to I'm gonna fuck it. It'd be a shame if we fucked him. It's well, It's interesting because, like, he takes advantage of the fact that he knows that Zimmer trusts Barr to, like, make plays. So he purpose it's it's wild. He, like, purposely will run plays at your best player, but the specific nature of the plays he's running are the thing that your best player can't do. Which is, like, like You'll have this whole... Dumb. You'll have the whole pros, cons, like, yellow legal pad of the player and you'll have like two pages of pros and then you'll just have two lines for the cons and you'll be like that's, that's what, what they attack that's what we're doing yeah <laughs> this is how i win <laughs> austin hooper literally said that in an interview with adam lefko on bleacher report he's like that's what kyle will do kyle will find a player on your defense that can't do one specific thing and he'll just do that one thing to him all the game long and there were just like so many things about that, okay, I'll, I'll admit, that first drive that Minnesota had where it was like that bomb to Stephon Diggs and it was a touchdown, and I was like, oh, man, Minnesota might actually make this a game. And, like, Minnesota's defense wasn't playing awful no. against, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, and they, they couldn't throw the ball very well. And you realize, like, oh, yeah, you know, Minnesota, pretty good pass defense. They have Harrison Smith, and they have good safeties, Sandeo, and they got good guys up front to rush after the passer, so it makes sense. So then San Fran was just like, okay, well, fuck it. We're just going to run the ball a whole bunch. And turns out Minnesota, believe it or not, is a really bad run defense. And Kasha was like, okay. They literally had a scoring drive where they never threw it. I knew they were saving Tevin Coleman for the playoffs. Because oh, yeah. there was legs. As, as soon as like there was that one week where he was like going off, like he had like consecutive like 100-yard games, mm-hmm. at least all purpose. And then like mm-hmm. the next week he had like two carries. I'm like, what you saving Tevin for? <laughs> <laughs> What's Tevin doing over why, there on the bench? Why were he Mostert playing? He's a special, he special teamer. <laughs> I think once Shanahan figured out like, oh, we're probably going to make the playoffs. Like, okay, Tevin, you sit down for a little bit. Get them legs all healed up. I, well, I mean... They went. For, Tevin was hurt early in the year. Yeah, yeah but and he, then came, he came, came back, back and, and he was to, fine. Yeah, yeah. I like, Minnesota man. I don't know. Like they, it was a classic example of like Minnesota just caught lightning in a bottle against the Saints, and the Saints just couldn't get out of their own way. Basically, Saints basically beat themselves. They do that a lot. I don't think I've talked after that game. Yep. You didn't at all. We talked about that game. I'm benching Drew Brees in that second half. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Putting Teddy out there? I'm putting. No, I'm putting Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's the only fucking person that was doing a goddamn thing. Yeah, that's true. He was amazing in that game. He was good. Like, I'm just telling Drew, like, hey, look, this isn't permanent. You know, we still got a championship and a Super Bowl to play. Yeah. But it's so, obviously not your day. It's not your day. We gotta we gotta get to that point, you know. It was I said it on this show, um, when you weren't here. I was like, that is the first time 
all year long where it was blindly apparent that, like, the Saints need someone else other than Michael Thomas. Like, they, the Minnesota Vikings finally, after 17 weeks, were just like, no. Like, we are not letting this dude catch 15 passes on us for 200 yards. He still had seven for 70. That Well, because he, he's good enough. Yeah. To, he's going to at least get, you know. But it's kind of like they're not, they were not going to let Michael Thomas beat them. It's like, okay, well, what about Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara's been hurt all year. Like, he's been hurt all year long. He hasn't been we nearly needed, as effective this year. We needed to run. I think we needed to either run Latavius more in the regular season and save Kamara, or we needed to run Latavius more in that game. Yeah, I said that would have been that would have been the big Mark Ingram game, right? Like that would have like, been the game where you that like after like say the Saints say Mark Ingram's on that in on that team and say they win. Mm-hmm. After that game's over, you're looking at it and you're like, wow, that was a great game from Mark Ingram. Because, right. like, they weren't going to let Thomas beat them. Kamara's been injured. And, like, that's just the type – because Minnesota can't stop the run. So, like, I'm just imagining a situation where it's like the Saints are getting down into the red zone, which you guys did a lot, mm-hmm. but couldn't t- score touchdowns. Right. But we- instead of having Michael Thomas, two people on Michael Thomas, and then a bunch of people crowding the line of scrimmage, you have Michael Thomas – here you have Kamara split out wide. You have Taysom here, and then you have Kam- you have Ingram in the backfield, right? Which is way better than Latavius. Than Latavius, but yeah. I agree that because Michael Thomas isn't having a good game, game because Kamara's been in like injured and all this stuff. Taysom Hill's playing great. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill picked up that when he when like when he fought for that first down and ran like twenty yards down the field. I was like, just give the ball to him again. Yeah. They have no answer for him at all. They, what a wildcat. Yeah. And they just, I don't know. Like, they, they, we needed to run. I, what happened, what I think happened is it was kind of just like, it was, it was, it was all mental because it mm. was, you've had two years in a row where you get just this devastating playoff exit and you get to the, you're playing the playoffs again and you're, just thinking about that and you're playing against another a team that you know minneapolis miracled you and sean payton's like he gets down and he's like all right we need a big play i gotta get i gotta get kamaro's gonna get the big play he's our big playmaker you know Mm -hmm. and so latavius isn't getting the ball if we just run latavius because they were they had their two best pass rushers usually on the edge coming up the middle yes Give the ball to Latavius, at least a few draw plays, mm-hmm. and just just to buy a few seconds for like them to like realize like is, does he have the ball? Is he keeping like you know the play action draw plays like you know that that kind of stuff that you built your offense around. Mm-hmm. You need to get it going with Latavius. You're, you're basically like Sean Payton was trying really hard not to lose, right? Rather than trying to win, mm-hmm. which like. I want like we talked about it here last week. That clock management at the end of the game, with not taking the timeout, and then having an offensive penalty, and then still not using the timeout to save the ten seconds. I was like, I understand Will Lutz hit the field goal, but like, Sean, like, 
You for the, the biggest crime. I hate when coaches don't take advantage of the two minute warning and they let the opposing team punt through the two minute warning. So the the actual stoppage of the play of the game encompasses the two minute warning. And like the Saints, like Sean just let that happen. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's like your point. Like he was trying so hard not to lose that. And when you do that, like like you said, you make decisions based on like, oh, we need a really big play right now. We need to like force the ball to Camara and not adjust to these two inside pressures in Breeze's face. And that's another reason why Taysom would have been nice. Because, because at least Taysom mobile. can Yeah, because Taysom can run from them. Like Breeze can't. Mm-hmm. Like Breeze is not gonna get away from pressure immediately in his face. Yeah. Even Teddy could get away. At least in some ways. Right. You just have, like, you worked, you have, people always talk about how, like, great the Saints line, and it's, it's had to be great because mm-hmm. Drew's not mobile. Yeah. Like, what was the last time you seen Drew scramble for a first down? Ryan Ramchak had a very bad game. Like, Pro Bowl right tackle hadn't given up a sack all year, and then Danell Hunter just... Yeah. was not was was just batting him around and like I don't know man like you're saying like oh well if I'm if it's me I bench Drew Brees like I didn't I hadn't even thought of that but now that I think about it I'm like yeah, yeah. you dude you're trying to win a playoff game man I like like I'm not I'm not worried about it's like I I I can't express how thankful I am for Drew Brees mm-hmm. and all the years he's been in New Orleans, but I'm not worried about the pride of one player mm-hmm. when I have 52 other play- players that are trying to win a game. You're spe- you're especially not concerned about the pride of a player who spent this entire season being showered in accolades. Right. Mm. And has been the talk of how, like, man, he's so underrated and he needs to be a top five quarterback of all time and no one talks about him because he plays in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like, he Breeze has gotten enough this year. Like, try to win the game. Yeah. Like, make the decision that you need to win the game. I didn't even thought about that. But, I mean, I don't know. Taysom might be the quarterback next year. Who knows? Who knows? I, ooh, God, that's spicy. It's a spicy take from the Fat Pod Boys. I think it would be great. I think it'd be interesting. Be he can he can he can literally do everything. It's not he can literally do the Lamar Jackson thing. Yeah, it was really funny in the in the Gridiron Heights this week. Is the end the end thing where they kind of got the credits up? Is just Sean Payton yelling at uh, Taysom Hill to do a bunch of stuff. He's like, I got it, Coach. I can do it, Coach. And he's just telling him to do a bunch of stuff, and then like you win us this playoff game. That's the one thing I can't do, coach. <laughs> he might have been able to. He might have been able to though. Where's the flag? <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it took me longer than it should have to like understand that joke mm-hmm. in Gridiron Heights. They were it was. You haven't watched it. I, I haven't you. watched it. <laughs> it, was, it was camp. Got the meme in. Playoff exit or whatever. It was just summer camp. Basically. I saw. I saw the screenshot of Lamar. Yeah, and there, it was yeah. like, we can do fun activities like capture the flag, and it's John Payton running up to the pole, and he, he looks up and there's no flag. He's like, where's the flag? <laughs> <laughs> I, which, I, which brings me to the shade of the week. Oh yeah, the shade of the week. I, the shade of the week has got to be the Titans post game conference where they shaded Mark Ingram's big truss when they introduced Derrick Henry. Henry. 
King Henry. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is they announced the playoff ref that was from the championship game last year. Oh, yeah. No. From the that didn't throw the flag. Oh. Michael Thomas tweeted and he's like, "This man don't even own any flags." <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't own any. Flags. He doesn't even own any. Flags. He doesn't even have one, like in his on his on his person when he's calling a game. Nope. Yeah, I think who was it? Was it Tajay Sharp, who came out and pretended to be Mark Ingram? Yeah. Yeah. That was, oh, that was so. That's my shade of the week. That sure. was so good. No, the Michael. No, my like favorite. My favorite was the Michael Thomas thing where. Yeah, I love that one too. No, no, no. Like, no, not even that. During the Minnesota San Fran game. Dude, Michael Thomas was going off. <laughs> oh, was people. he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like, okay. Dude, like, look up my stats against this defense and talk to me about Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Oh, my they God. Get, dude, do it. Because they were getting – they were getting – the entire Minnesota offense got wiped off the face of the planet outside of one drive. Yeah, I know. So, like, Michael Thomas was like, dude, check my numbers against this defense. Which check the read receipts. Which I, which I will say, Michael Thomas, I love you. You're the best receiver in the league. You won me a fantasy championship this year. I love you. San Fran was devastated with injuries when they were playing you. Yeah. Okay, boys. I have to make my exit. Oh yeah, you gotta go. Yeah. One quick thing, because I know we didn't talk about that game yet. Seahawks Packers. Okay. Um, the Packers terrify me all the time with how great they play in one half and how mediocre they play in the other. And they will not win against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. In almost 70 games, the other thing I want to say about that game, in over 70 occurrences, Aaron Rodgers has only lost once at home when he has a halftime lead. Yeah, he's like 170-something, 1-1. But the Seahawks have... the Seahawks were above 500 when trailing at halftime, Correct. and they're the only team. So when that happened, I was when that game was at half, I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? Aaron Rodgers never loses when he's had as the lead at half. But Russell Wilson comes back. Oh, Russell Wilson wins more games when he's behind at half. Russell Wilson is the equivalent of the Kansas City Chiefs in a player. God. Like. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got to say about that. I have to peace out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. I'll see you all later. Don't worry. We'll carry the show. I've been, yeah, you guys have been carrying it already. I haven't been saying much. It's a, that's okay because I've been sick and I have to record another podcast later. Oh, yeah, Fine. you do. Oh, boy. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, Michael Thomas. Crying, laughing emoji, crying, laughing emoji. That's what y'all get. <laughs> Next tweet. Y'all talked all that poop emoji. I don't think anyone got more than one catch. I had seven with a broken hand. I don't want to hear it. God crying, damn, laughing. dude. Somebody tweeted at him, bro, you're talking from the couch. Don't nobody want to hear it. Quote tweet. It's some space on it for y'all now, too. We just had a head start goofy. (laughs) He called him him goofy. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Man, whoever said you need to, like, come up with, like, crazy, like, offensive slur swearing insults to make dude just call somebody goofy i love i've been i love goofy i love that clown has been a thing look at this guy being a clown I oh, love, like, that's oh, amazing oh it's good stuff oh all, all caps garbage time yards don't count cut off the game i can't relate now go chop of that 
can't believe you didn't know about any of this, dude. I was I was at work the entire time, I was so I could loving it. Like, because I I worked during the game, so I didn't get to oh. do much. I I just watched highlights and uh, game film after the fact. Michael Thomas just ripping Vikings fans on Twitter. Right, about like, dude, you guys sick. all suck. That's pretty sicko. Yeah, the fact he's like, dude, I had seven catches with a broken hand against this defense. Like, give me a break. Oh, that was so good. I don't know. Are we gonna? T- are we gonna? I know Justin left, and Justin's real sad. Sad boy, even though it's San team Fran's won. gonna. San Fran's gonna. Here's the thing: they play. should, they should, and we think they are. But then Aaron Rodgers is gonna do some shit. My thing, my thing about this game. Who who's the who's the person or how who does Kyle attack on offense to get his team? Who who's the person on whoever whoever lines up on the left side of the defense in the front seven because or Kevin King because Kevin King oh it's it's their best players so it's gonna be so Jiry Alexander it's gonna be Jiry Alexander all oh, the Smiths he's gonna run like a ton of like outside zone right at the Smiths. And just cram it, just run at him all game long. And then, right. he's, and then randomly he's going to drop back. All right, you two talk for a minute. All right, Corey, what do you want to talk about for a minute? Talk about, um, you guys can talk about um, how hectic it is to work at a casino during the Super Bowl. Or playoff time. Well, I'm going to, during the playoff time, yes, but I'm not working during the Super Bowl. I already have a... Uh, a co-worker changing shifts with me they already said they would which is hella john no john no because john's uh, john would work on sundays but no john already works on sundays it's oh. maria who oh. said said she'd switch with me but First, she has I took, a derrick henry jersey what if she has to watch derrick henry in the super bowl yeah she's she wears a derrick henry jersey but then she's like i'm just doing it because we get to wear jerseys and not stuff i think it's like her boyfriend's team or something i don't know but, like, I know she said she's... Because I put in for PTO. Mm-hmm. I put in for PTO, but it, it's going to be a blackout day, so there's not a guarantee I'd get it. And then Maria was like, I'll just switch with you. I don't really care about the Super Bowl. And I'm like, bless you so much. Because <laughs> if Kansas City does make the Super Bowl, I need to I need to be there to witness it. Right. It'll be one of the... It'll, it'll be the first game I watch court, beginning to end this year of Kansas City, and they're going to lose. I think... Well, there was the Thursday night game, but that game—that was the game Pat got injured. So I'm not doing too good this year. I think you know Mark Hall. He's the head chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Chiefs fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I, I don't know if he was like serious or not, but he's like, got an extra cheat seat for the uh, Chiefs game this week if you want to come with me <laughs> because he jokes that I'm his best friend all the time. Aw, yeah. That's cool. He was, he was singing. Uh, he was coming down the hall the one day. And he was singing a uh, best friend by Queen. Uh huh. And I was like, "Are you singing that to me?" And he's like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been his best friend ever since. Aw. So I, w- I was like, I should just call off and go to the Chiefs game with Mark if he's being serious. Mm. <laughs> and then I'll be at. He's not I the read, only other Chiefs fan too. I There's- read a whole article. About Charles, the, he- the hero, 
the Kansas City. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh my god, he like, he almost I, made I, national headlines. Did you I, know about this guy? No. All right, this is a guy in the first quarter. Uh, he it was the first quarter. He was at the Chiefs game. Oh, is he the one that left? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was oh. at the Chiefs game. They go down twenty four nothing at the end of the first quarter, and then he like films himself on Twitter. Got to do it, man. Got to do it for the team. I got to leave. Can't watch this. Can't be here. Don't worry. Got to start the comeback. Here it comes. And then, then Kansas City rips off three touchdowns in five minutes after he leaves. <laughs> it was, so there were, like, I, I hate Bleacher Report. And I hate The Athletic. Because I was just like, there was this, like, like some big news breaks in the NFL. And Bleacher Report has, like, a two-paragraph article. And I'm like, that's not nearly as much information as I want. <laughs> about this and then there's the charles thing that came up and the athletic i i accidentally subscribe subscribed to the athletic <laughs> <laughs> oopsie boopsie yeah so but then i was like so i was like oh this is a cute fun story i'll read this for a little bit and then i open it up and i start reading and i keep reading for like 15 minutes they have charles whole life story <laughs> in an article I'm like, why do I? I don't need this that much information, but apparently he was at every other Chiefs post game like heartbreak loss. That's why he left. So like he left because he knew if he left they would come back, or did he leave because he knew no, he was a curse. Stop oh, going okay. to games, damn it! That's what Mahomes said. Yeah, watch the next one from home. Yeah, not watch the next one from home, buddy. I love that. I love that they asked him that, and he was just like, "Yeah, just watch the next one from home." Well, he, I'm sure. I don't know if Pat knew that this guy. Yeah, I don't he, think Pat probably just thought that the dude just left. He's like, "Oh, fuck this team, man. This suck. I'm going home." Pat probably thought that. No, the, 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 they asked him like in the press when they. What do you think of the fan who said he left the game to start the comeback because he was cursing the team, and that's why Pat started laughing. It was like, I mean, "Just watch the next one from home, man." So like he knew. That's funny. I feel bad for that dude. Yeah. Just trying to support his team, man. Well, support him from your couch, goddammit. I want to see a fucking Super Bowl. First time in 50 years, just get me there. I haven't been alive, okay? You the have- other three hosts have been alive during their team's Super Bowl. Maybe Justin wasn't the biggest NFL fan when the Packers won. Corey might have not been. Were, were you like yeah. big thing? You were? Mm-hmm. I watched that game. I watched the Super Bowl at Corey's house. Yeah. With Justin there. Justin only gave a shit because The Who was the halftime show. It's the only uh, reason why he was there. Wow, The Who got him so into football. The next year was the Packers? Yeah, the next year was the Packers. I wrote after that Super Bowl that the Saints won. I rode around our neighborhood uh, with my windows down, blaring uh, Saints go marching the in. Saints go marching in because I was so happy that Peyton Manning had lost. It's beautiful. and it brings a tear to oh, my eye. Oh, man. But I'm yeah, so happy. So y'all have been alive during... A Super Bowl appearance slash victory for the team. Y'all have been alive <laughs> during the course of your life. You've seen your team in the Super Bowl or won a Super Bowl. I haven't. It's been fifty L- years. Listen, Matt. I I I, I, I hear you. <laughs> I still don't want any of my friends to be happy because uh, I'm not happy. I want to be happy. Matt, I I hear you too, but you have to understand. One of my favorite things in the world oh, no. is when Nick Wright's upset. No. Because when Nick Wright is upset, man, is it funny. 
Like Nick, I Nick Wright looks like he's about to like commit suicide. Oh my god. Like when he when you guys lost to the to the the Titans, oh my god. That was like and I don't dislike Nick Wright. I just, like, he's one of my favorite people, not because he's a Chiefs fan or from god, Kansas City, when, but he's he's pretty good. When he's like just like in on on the Chiefs, like dude, like when he came when you when Pat came back from injury and was like, they're not gonna lose another game till next year, and immediately lost. <laughs> <laughs> to the Titans. Yeah, to by the, the Titans, way. yeah. Oh my god. He came on the air next. I made sure I watched the show because he was like like and then he just he like he says things like, you know, oh I've never had a doubt. I lost phone service in my house <laughs> during the first quarter. <laughs> like, Nick Wright, shut the fuck up, man. Like uh, well, you were sitting at your house, you were panicking. He was he was he was scared to death because we all were. Because we've all we've all uh been accustomed to watching the Chiefs collapse in the playoffs for the last twenty years. So okay, so now we're in a weird situation with the Chiefs Titans though. Because we know how the Chiefs win, and it's by falling behind early <laughs> and just abandoning whatever game plan they had. And Andy's just like, "All right, Pat, just do it, do it, bail me out again. I'm bail a better me, Bilbo. Bail. I'm a bet. I'm a better Bob." Yeah. And then the Titans' game plan is they get a one point lead. It's all they need is one point, and they're like, "All right, Derek, get ready." You're getting the ball 45 times. <laughs> like, put me in, coach. Yeah, like, they have the first drive where Tannehill, like, they'll spread it out, and Tannehill will throw a bunch of deep passes, and he leads the league in yards per attempt. I didn't know that. Um, or he's one of the top in, in yards per attempt. Um, well, the the Titans in general, they, they were 78% scoring touchdowns from the red zone. No team has ever been that close in years. Yeah. And since Tannehill got there, I think they're above 90% touchdowns in yeah. the red zone. Yeah, it's nuts. That's why they haven't kicked the field goal. Yeah, and they're, exactly. And they're not all rushes from Derrick Henry either. Yeah, no, 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 not all of them. No. Plus they uh, don't. They got passes from Derrick Henry. Yeah. Plus they lead the league in big plays, don't they? Or big touchdowns? They do. Something like yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen big touchdown plays. It's AJ Brown, dude. Best receiver to come out of Ole Miss this year. Um, but uh, Metcalf had a game. He, he, a game. He had a game. In a playoff game against Philadelphia. Who has a bunch of second? No, I'm talking about this last game. Yeah, he had like 68 yards or something. He had some good catches. Okay. Against who? Kevin King, who we make fun of on this show. I think Jairi. Jairi was probably co- was Jairi covering him or Lockett. I don't know. I don't know. But either. I mean, he he performed. He did what you needed him to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he's better than AJ, but he there's role players. Yeah, he's a he's a role player. He's a real good role player. He's a real good role player. Yeah, don't knock it. AJ's a, AJ's. A, you know who's a role player? Who? Stephon Gilmore. I mean, he's more of a shutdown corner than a role player. Yeah, JC Jackson role. is that's a, is a role, role player. No, shut up. <laughs> that's not the way it works. <laughs> Drew Brees, real good role player. Oh my god, for sure, for sure, for sure. Pat Mahomes, real good role player. Real good role guy. <laughs> Uh, but no, I can't remember what I was going to ask. Now. You know oh. who's not a, you know who's not, you know who's just a great player. Who? Lamar Jackson, Taysom Hill. They'll just do anything because they're not role players. That's fair. They're not staple to one thing. I would say Lamar's a little more staple to a quarterback than Taysom is. Yeah. But Lamar is also just every anything. Uh, anything that's going to get you offense, he can do yeah. it. Anything John Harbaugh needs. 
Outside. Can't of, wait till he catches a touchdown. Who's gonna throw it? Willie Sneed. I think Willie Sneed will throw it. Mark Andrews. Oh my god. Mark Andrews is gonna oh. line up as a fullback. I like Mark Andrews. God a lot. damn it, dude. He I'll, is. I like him, and I like he's gonna probably be my fantasy tight end next year. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna pick Kelsey in the first round again. <laughs> That's fair. It got me to third place. Not Mahomes. Nah. If you had the choice, if you got, if you got to pick your place. Well, I think you will. You will get to pick your. You're place. gonna get to pick your place. Yeah, you know? I, I'm Coleman. picking second. Because well, second, yeah, second. As long as I don't get swapped again. Like I've 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 been the one that's gotten swapped two years in a row. By the way, stop, I'm afraid to pick my spot. Stop picking the spot people want. I, I gotta ask Justin what slot he wants and not pick that slot. That's well, all. Well, you know, do. if you go second, Tobin's gonna take one. That's yeah. fine. Tobin, Tobin, I feel like is gonna just be dedicated to just. Oh going. no 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 no! I get to pick second. I'm not gonna take the second pick. Oh well, yeah. Well, I, I would take that. like ninth again and get Kelsey. Yeah. No. Justin's gonna go wherever Aaron Jones is projected to go. If Aaron Jones is projected to go like eleventh. Then Justin will go eleventh and then take Aaron Jones. I don't see Aaron Jones is gonna be a top five six running back next year easily. Yeah, because he, he was this year. I just, yeah, I but that's what like I feel like he'll be. Like, your top three picks could potentially be, uh, well, maybe top four, because you'll throw Lamar Jackson in there. Lamar Jackson could be a top four pick. You'll you'll have Derrick Henry, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Lamar Jackson in that in some order as their top four picks. I think it's still going to be... Michael Thomas also is thrown in there, so five picks. I still think Barkley. You think Barkley? Just based on sheer volume. Okay. Um, then maybe maybe Zeke. Rounding it out, you could argue, you could make the argument for Zeke. Zeke was right solid again Jones. this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're getting off. We're we're talking about fantasy now. This isn't um, a fantasy show. I'm this sorry. is not a fantasy show. But so the problem is, what's going to happen <laughs> when the Titans achieve their um, what 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 would you call it? Um, their win condition by, by getting a, a single point lead. And the second something's got to give because Kansas City plays gonna, better from behind. Yeah, are they just gonna play forever? <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs gonna, Chiefs gonna kick. Chiefs gonna score a touchdown. Okay. Okay. That puts them at seven. They're gonna unload Carl Joseph <laughs> for two field goals. <laughs> then they're gonna safety Pat Mahomes. It'll be eight to seven. Eight to seven. Final score. Oh God. I. I think I legitimately don't unless the Titans can put 31 points on the board. I don't see them winning. I just I'm so confident in this fucking offense, dude. Well, they're going to play mean, man. Vrabel's going to put their best cover on Kelsey. They're going to double Tyreek. They're going to do the Belichick. They stuff. averaged over 35 a game once Tannehill took over. That is true. They were averaging 35 a game. And it's not like Derrick Henry was running for 175 yards every time. Yeah, no, I just, I don't, Tannehill's thrown for 70 yards and 80 yards. I yeah. think he's going to have to throw for twice that to win this game. Three times that. Nope. You're going to cut half the time out, which is running with Derrick Henry. That's that's what Stephen A. talked about on first take this morning. He's like, or not not Stephen A., Max Kellerman. He's like, say, for, say if the Chiefs get the ball, they score like that. They score in a minute and a half. They go up seven points, start the game. Minute and a half, right? And then the Titans get the ball, and they take nine and a half minutes, and they score a touchdown. 
So it's not going to be like it, it. It it basically like then then what's the benefit of scoring fast? Is basically what Max said. Is like if the other team is going to score with you, but they're taking way more time. He's like it's going to basically come down to like one of these defenses, which are both kind of like similar. Like both of these defenses are very similar in like makeup and stuff. Makeup yeah. and where they just when they make stops, when they don't make stops, how inconsistent they've both been. They both have they're both primarily front four, secondary. That's the main strengths of both teams. Right. Um so like I mean I don't know. It's basically going to come down to like do the Chiefs need to be? Do the Chiefs need to be trailing in order for them to win a game? Or if they can jump out to a lead, the problem is if they jump out to a lead, will Andy can their offense adjust to? Yeah, like will Andy just say like, no, we're not gonna be complacent, and he run. needs to not if. If this fucking Texans game taught Andy anything, it's that 24-point leads don't matter. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Yeah. They don't matter. You have got to put your foot... If they go out and they get a 14-point lead early, you've got to put your foot to Mike Vrabel's throat and keep scoring. You, God, if you, you guys can't ju- stop. If you guys jump out to a 14-point lead, I'm going to I'm scared. <laughs> I'm going to feel so bad. I'm scared to death if we jump out to a 14-point lead, dude. <laughs> I'm not prepared for us to lose that way again. 14-point lead, followed by five three-and-outs, leading to five field goals from Carl Joseph, who's oh been... Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the thing. Storing yeah, he, his, hasn't, he hasn't attempted his, a kick since week 15. Now he's, he's going gonna, to get them all in. He's yeah. going to unload. He just has that ball sack full of... <laughs> all of them? All, footballs. All of them are from, like, 55-plus... The Chiefs keep stopping them, like before they get to the forty defense, and then he's just drilling fifty-yard field goals. And I'm gonna cry. I don't know, man. I'll come on this show and cry. <laughs> but I mean, at least at that point, Corey will. Yeah, it'll be good content either way. I guess whatever. Yeah. And then, and then all Corey's gonna have to hope for is San Fran losing. So there's other. I want to talk about other things that happened. Okay, so oh yeah, the Odell stuff. The Odell stuff. Okay. All right. Fuck the NCAA. Move on. Let's go. No, 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 no. Let, hold on. Apparently, the police are charging Odell now. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Well, I didn't even exactly see what happened. What did he he's, do? Tell me the slapped, story as if I didn't know anything. He, he's. All right. So, the first thing that happened after the win, Odell Beckham was on the sideline, handing out wads of cash to LSU players. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next thing that happened was a video came out that had that showed Odell Beckham Jr. smacking a police officer on the buttocks. Yeah, but after good the game, win. right? Good yeah. game, right? Good game. Yeah, good game. I don't con. All right, so I don't condone that. My problem is the NCAA now has to make a big stink about their players receiving money, receiving just somebody handing them money if so does that mean like if they found out this play, this one player went to his grandmother's house in the in during spring break and, and it was his birthday and it was birthday and his grandmother gave him twenty dollars 
and there was a video of that because the player, for whatever reason, didn't see his grandmother since he started college. Does that mean the NCAA is going to come after him for receiving money from somebody? I the whole potentially and that's the whole screw scary. the NCAA thing is like I get that part because screw the NCAA. Yeah, they're billions of tax-free dollars. <sighs> when we were talking all year long about all this stuff that Odell was doing for the Browns and how. It like didn't relate to football, and every other time we've ever talked about Odell and all these off the field things that he does, or on the field things in this case that he does. The thing that I always hearken back to is people like, oh well, it only becomes a story because it's him, and people want to make a big deal about it. And I'm like, here's the thing about Odell. Odell needs to come to the realization that he can't do things like this. And not be criticized. So just don't do them. If you that's don't, a fair, that's a fair. If assessment. you don't want to be criticized for handing LSU players five hundred dollars on the field immediately after they just won the national championship game, then just don't do it or do it privately. Why do you got to do it on the field seconds after they win, with cameras all over the place and their families are there and the media is there? Why do you have to do it there? Why? Why? Why does he do these things? Like, and I don't want to go as far as to say he's being selfish and like he did it on purpose to make it about himself. I don't think that. I don't think Odell is that selfish. He's he's handing money away. Like, yeah. I don't care what you, dude. If Odell wanted to, if Odell wanted to go to every single player on LSU after the game is over and hand them a thousand dollars, I don't care. Do whatever you want with your money, Odell. I don't care. But why are you doing it? When they just won a championship and all the cameras are there, I'm not saying he's, he won. He's like, I woke I'm going to, I'm going to, if they win, I'm going to make this about me. He didn't think that. But in doing it, it made it about it him. It made it about him. And you know, he's got to think that. Right. You know that's going to happen. How do you not realize at this point you're almost like, you're almost a decade into this league? How do you not realize? Or do you just not care? And you're like, you know what? I don't care if people make it about me. Well, then that's kind of selfish. If you don't care that they're going to make it about you. Because now everyone's not talking about how there are two receivers for LSU this year that are going to go in the first round. And a quarterback. And a quarterback. No one's talking about that. You completely took the shine away from them. You took the shine away from that Chase kid who had 200 yards receiving. And is... From Thaddeus Young. Yeah. Like... I don't know, man. Like... I, I saw a thing that Randy Moss. Thaddeus Moss. That's what that's what I meant. Yeah. His son. Yeah. Plays, plays on LSU. Yeah. Not He didn't go there. His son plays on LSU. You know where Randy Moss was? In the stands. That's his kid. And he's in the stands. He's not on the field. He's in the stands. Odell, go sit in the stands, man. I'm sorry. Did you see who got... Uh... Joe Burrow's game jersey. Who did? Michael Thomas. That's actually kind of cool. Dude. Saints trading up? No. <laughs> no. I what did if see, they do, though? I did see a situation where the Bengals don't take Burrow. They take Young? They take Young instead and keep Dalton. Mm-hmm. And that's what they sh- I think that's what they should do. Or they trade, they trade back and just get a fucking 
Like haul. Just, just a haul of picks mm-hmm. and hold on to Ant. Because, like, I mean, like, obviously, like, you want a fresh start and you want to move on and stuff like that. Yeah, but you, like, go, I think you, you try to, you hopefully get a year behind a good, a healthy offensive line with Dalton. And then if it doesn't work out, well, you got Trevor Lawrence next year. Yeah. That's what a lot, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking like the the juxtaposition of not taking Burrow is you don't have the pressure of having to start a rookie quarterback. You can take Dalton, put him behind behind a, a healthy offensive line with receivers who don't just fall apart all over the place. And you can get that haul of picks that will ultimately end up being cheaper than Burrow just by himself. And it bolsters your team more. Now, I don't think they're going to do that. I think it would be insane for them to do that. But if that happens, then it kind of opens up the door for like, okay, well, then who trades up to go get Burrow? The Saints. The, no, I didn't. LSU, baby. Louisiana. He played. He, he, He's from Ohio. <laughs> but he played in LSU, which was offensive coordinated by somebody that was on the Saints staff. That took Sean Payton's playbook and ran Sean Payton's playbook in LSU to win a championship with Joe Burrow. The conspiracy's set. Wait a minute. We're thinking about this wrong. Where'd Joe Burrow get hired? What? Where'd Joe Brady... Not Joe Burrow. Where did Joe Brady get hired? Joe Burrow? Carolina. Joe Brady? Oh, okay. Oh... Mm. Who's their head coach now? Mm. Matt Rule. Yeah. Where did he? Where was he employed last year? At the college ranks. Baylor. Okay. Just saying. Just, just, just fad. Just fad pod. Put stuff out there. Just fad pod. Laying yeah. some bricks. Yeah, just laying some bricks. That's all. So they take an Easton. First overall. Isn't that? If I could smack the computer and end the episode, I would. <laughs> no, think about it. Okay, just j- just imagine this for a second. Carolina, what are they picking? Like eighth? Yeah. Carolina calls up Zach Taylor, and I don't know who the GM for the Bengals is, and says, hey, we want number one overall. Like, we can't give you number one overall. We want a quarterback. Carolina says, well, we got one. Bruh. Bruh. You want Cam Newton and a bunch of our picks? We you, want Burrow. You know when this you know when this was all set in motion? Hmm. Two years ago when Carolina Panthers and the Cincinnati Bengals tied. <laughs> <laughs> they came to an like they came to an even though even though both coaches No nobody knew what was happening at the time. But that tie set in motion. Yeah. Ron Rivera and Marvin Lewis, who would ultimately both be fired, both both agreed, hey man, in like a couple years, we're gonna have the we're I can't wait to see up. the consequences of this tra- of this tie in a couple years. Yeah. It was the butterfly effect. I'm just laying this I just wanna lay down some bricks. You know? Some foundation, some brick. I, I I tweeted the other day, like, did did Joe Burrow? We're not leading you to the. We're not leading you to the answer. We're just showing you the facts. That's right. That, I tweeted the other day. I'm like, did Joe? I mean, we're just asking questions. Yeah. Did Joe Burrow get Joe Brady hired as an offensive coordinator, or 
did Joe Brady get Joe Burrow drafted first overall? I had somebody respond to me on that, and they were like, well, why not both? I'm like, well, if it was both, then it was a perfect marriage. Basically, And yeah. now that they're separated, it's going to... There's going to be a, a step down. So why not just keep them together and Carolina trade up and get him? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just putting just putting stuff out there. I don't know. I'm just saying. Cam would hate it. I'm going to probably kill myself if the Saints don't get Henry Ruggs. <laughs> <laughs> why do you want Henry Ruggs? Because we need a playmaker and we need a deep threat that isn't fucking Ted Ginn. <laughs> this is this, Henry Ruggs isn't just speed. He's not your. He's not the fastest guy in the draft. He's not like he's not. Oh, he is probably the fastest. He guy. is the fastest guy in the he, draft. Course. He's not just the fastest guy in the draft. He's not just the fastest guy in the past couple of years. This guy is legendary speed. Really, you Le- think so? Legendary speed. Game speed, it's just insane. You are the you are an Alabama guy, so I, I'm going to trust you. I haven't looked at any rookie. Uh, I just really love Chase from LSU. He's just like my type of receiver who's just big, just big and got good like spatial speed. Mm. Like he's not like a burner, right? But he's good in tight spaces, which I like. Which is why I like Michael Thomas a whole bunch. Yeah. Is why I like Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown was just quick. Yeah. He wasn't like super fast, so I trust you. It's just good. If you're gonna get a deep threat, all right. This is looking deeper into it. You gotta have somebody that can throw the deep ball. Gotta, yeah, it's true. Sure. You guys drafting? Um, it's not. I'm not saying what we're gonna draft. I'm just saying it's not gonna be true. Gonna be um. Matt Ryan? Yeah. You going to trade for Matt Ryan? Yep. Falcons go on the rebuild? We we giving them Michael Thomas. We giving them <laughs> Cam Jordan. <laughs> we giving them Sean Payton. You're just giving them Sean Payton? <laughs> giving them Sean Payton. Holy Sean Payton. shit. But you guys get Matt Ryan. For Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Dead even trade. Dead even. I mean, it's... All right, deal. If you, if, if you, if you sign, sealed, deliver. Let's if, do it. If you add up all of the fantasy yours, points, baby, <laughs> you add up all the fantasy points that Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, and Cam Jordan got last year, you get Matt Ryan. Truth. You might get his whole career. Oof. Because Oof. Michael Thomas scored like a million fantasy points. Last that year. is, yeah, he did. He scored like so, a, a, about a million and one. So. Where did Michael Thomas get drafted in our league next, last year? <sighs> Justin got him like. Seventh or eighth, right? Justin got him in the first round. Oh yeah, it was first round. Yeah. The league I won, we'll we'll talk about fantasy for a little bit. The league I won. Oh yeah, Corey, you gotta go soon, right? Yeah, I got five minutes. Okay, so we'll talk about this in the way in the episode. Um the league that I won, I drafted there was eight people. I picked third. Uh I got Michael Thomas with the fourteenth pick. Yeah, because it was in PPR. No, it was. That's so fucky that you got him that late. It was. No wonder you won. You got a first round pick and then Michael Thomas. And then I got Aaron Jones after that. Do you want to know why I got him? Why? Because um, three of the pick, I should say four, three of the picks before me were Odell. And then there was another one that was Jarvis Landry. And then there was another one that was Respect. 
was Pat Mahomes. There is no league in the universe where Michael Thomas should be going after Pat Mahomes. Yeah, no. That's fucky. So, so like, that happened. And I was like, well, I just... he was my number one player across the board. I was like, if I can get, I can't take him first overall. I just can't. But in every fantasy league I was in this year, I was like, if I am not picking in the top four and I don't get one of the big four running backs, I'm taking him if he's there. But in that league, I was third. So I was like, shit. And I was like, all right, I'll take McCaffrey. So I was like, I, I can't, I can't like validate the decision to take Michael Thomas third overall when I need one of these running backs, right? So I was like, okay, fine, I'll take McCaffrey. And then it came back around. He was still there. I'm like, I'm going to take Michael Thomas now. Um, and I ended up like going 11 and one. I like, I crushed everybody I played because my team was. If I go down, forget my quarterback because I used a lot of different quarterbacks like I usually do. My team was Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey. My flex was Mark Ingram or Kenny Galladay. My receivers were Michael Thomas, Mike Evans until Mike Evans got hurt. And then I had like, I think I had DK as like a spike pick. Uh, and then my tight end was Zach Ertz. So, wow, that's fucky. I just dominated everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, I don't know. Who won your big money league? The two that the two of you are in. Uh, not us. Not us. But then I, I don't care. Yeah. Yes, whatever. I forget. Oh yeah, it was my friend guy. Katoy. Oh no. It, so just some young racist guy. Basically, oh. some young racist guy. So he only took white players. No, he's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Uh, I I had the most high scoring games. And didn't league. make the playoffs. And I didn't make the playoffs. How? Because I was either scoring 210 or nothing because of Mike Evans and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Man. All right. So before we get into the wrappy ups, Corey's uh, leaving. Goodbye, Corey. Bye, Corey. I love you. I guess it's me and you. We have to uh, close the episode. All right. We're closing the episode, man. Wait. What do you want to talk about before we close I the episode? I want to talk about these Parmesan crisps. You mean these Parmesan crisps? Yeah. Um,. Well, let's read the label here. Uh, aged Parmesan or Parmesan. Parmesan. Um, Parmesan. 12, 12G. This is 12,000. 12,000. 12,000 protein per serving. 12. And how many servings are in this package? Uh, uh, this, 25. This is it's 25 times 12,000. So that's a lot. That's I mean, that's a lot of protein. Looking for some gains. You can, you can get some yeah, gains get with the, these Parmesan crisps. Get these oven baked Parmesan crisps. Members mark the Walmart brand. Sam's Club brand. Sam's whatever the the Sam's brand. Sam's brand. Sam Walton brand. Sam Walton branded great, Parmesan crisps. They're great with soups, salads, sandwiches, or as a snack. Uh, I hope Luke Keekley enjoys them. Oh yeah. Now that he's retired, we haven't mentioned that at all. Very sad. Very Corey's sad. Corey's probably very happy, but... You know what else is sad? Hmm. Uh, our Patreon. <laughs> Why is know. it sad, Matt? It's, I mean, we could use more people to support us. We have three wonderful supporters that give us Patreon money, but we, I, I mean, I want sponsors. I want... I want and we're we're going to move out of this basement soon to another basement, but like... It's a little... Uh, 
more furbished and it'll be a, sta- a setup that we don't have to tear down yeah we want we won't have to tear down and set up and blah 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 but you know maybe one day we move out of a basement into an office maybe maybe we'll be like adam lefko and we'll get warren sharp on our show i would <laughs> shit <laughs> well Dude, i would I would I would say fuck the pot. I was like, can I just talk to you for three yeah? Hours? I just want to talk to Warren Sharp. Like, honestly, I just want yeah, I just want to shake his other, hand. The other two aren't here. Let's 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 fangirl about <laughs> Warren Sharp. Oh my god, that man's so good. Oh man, like oh. dude, everything he's on, I just eat it up. Oh, he's so good. Everything he talks about, every tweet he makes, I'm like, I'm I'm for. Everything he talks about with the teams and when teams do something fucky or do something like stupid, he calls them out on it. Like, this has been your trend all year. Why are you doing this different? Or when he made fun of Pete Carroll for running the ball too much, you have Russell Wilson fucking throw the ball. He's not afraid to, excuse me. He's not afraid to tell teams what they actually need to do. He's like the analytics guy that teams need. He's the analytics guy that backs it up by saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm like the most successful sports better in the world. So I know what I'm talking about. He's like, oh, you're a, buddy, you're a whole bunch of computers. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm like a self-made millionaire based on betting games, based on the data that I have. He made up analytics. He really did, dude. Like, he made up analytics to help predict games, and they work. So They just work. It's insane. Some of the stuff he comes up with and says, and, and the things that we've learned this year by starting to following him with home game trends, the running from the 21 or 22, just all the different formations and trends and things that we've talked about, at least Kuiper and I have talked about this, this entire season have come from roughly Warren, Warren Sharp, Warren Sharp, Adam Lefko, um, Bill Krakenberger, who's Ooh, another, yeah. mm-hmm. who I have his app. I downloaded it the other day. Ooh, okay. Um, which is a pretty cool app. Um, it basically is just like a free, like, he gives you like a pick a week. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I, I don't bet enough to really warrant me betting more than once a week. Um, but I talked about it on the show that, like, I made a commitment this year. I was like, I want to hit 60% of all the sides this year. And I hit 55%. You're damn close. And I said on the show, like, like, oh, 55, that's not very good. I'm like, no, 55 I mean, is, for betting, that's amazing, yeah. Yeah, like, if you're betting games, 55%'s like, you're good. Like, that's a very successful... And I picked every game. So it's... And no one does that. Yeah, so, no, like, yeah. if, you're, if you're betting... If you're betting every single game and you hit 55%, or you're picking sides, I should say, and you hit 55. And the thing that... The only thing that sucks about it is that... I was using, and it's crazy because I was using ESPN's Pigskin Pick'em app. And they post the numbers, like, around, like, noon on Tuesday. And unless, like, a quarterback's not playing, they don't change. Mm. And I would pick them immediately, like, the second they came out. So this is before, like, injury reports. This is before, like, practices. And, like, obviously, like, if there was something major that happened, I would change a pick, but I don't like changing picks. Yeah, because I get start su- second guessing. No, yeah, because I get super. The nothing tilts me more than when I pick a team. Like I pick, I don't know, Green Bay plus three against somebody, and I pick Green Bay to cover, and then I'm like, ooh, 
I don't know. <laughs> and then I switch it to the other team getting the three, and then Green Bay wins by ten. I get so angry, and I'm like, God damn it! I knew I like I I got it from the jump. Why did I change my mind? So you just have to go with your first read. Yeah. So like whenever they pick the numbers, I just go based on first read, and I was like, bang, 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 bang. I'm like, okay. The problem was in the mid portion of the season when I really started getting into like all of this extra analytic stuff. I was thinking too much into it. Uh huh. And I started picking way against like a lot of the stuff that I was really like trying to hit on early, and plus the middle port like I was just whiffing on like AFC West picks. I, I went ahead and talked about that that my AFC West was whoo, mm-hmm. uh, AFC West in general was hoof this year. I, I don't couldn't, know. dude. I couldn't get a beat on it. My best division this year was the NFC North. I had two teams. I went thirteen and three. I had another team. I went nine and seven. And then another team, I went 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. I nailed the NFC North. I was like, dude, I got these teams. These teams, I know. I know. Which is crazy because Kirk Cousins quarterbacks one of those teams. <laughs> and we don't know anything about Kirk I don't Cousins fucking anymore. Know. No, but I just based it off of like, all right, let's go down the checklist here. All right. <laughs> the equation is. is yeah, the, the Kirk Cousins equation. All right, we got prime time. We got team above 500. He lost last week. Yeah, but we're in a dome. Yeah, they're indoors. But the top's open and there's a slight breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Thielen's mad at him. <laughs> like Dalvin he, Cook hasn't played in two weeks, but he, he's back healthy today. He, he didn't get to have any chalky milk before the game. <laughs> like, God damn it. No chalky milk. Dude, you got to have the chalky milk. Kirk Cousins strikes me as the chalky milk type of guy. Oh, definitely. He's got to have the chalky milk before the game. He drinks the chalky milk, and that's where the you like that comes from. <laughs> he's got the little he's got the little brown mustache. Look, you like that? Slurp. Did anybody else kind of giggle a little bit after that game against the Saints when he did the you like that? And his voice cracked. Super yeah, oh hard. yeah, it cracked again. Like he was like he he was waiting to say it. Like you know, because he knows that phrase follows him. He's like, this is my chance. This is my opportunity. And then he voice cracks. You like that? And then, and then the the guys in the locker were like, "Yeah, yeah, Kirk, yeah, yeah we like that." And then there's like, "Man, you little bitch." <laughs> Stefan Diggs is in the background, let me fuck you, throw me the ball. <laughs> and then Damn. he does one time, and he scores a touchdown. It's really funny. I don't know, man. I don't know. Football's crazy. Uh, Patreon's crazy. Patreon.com/slash/fadpod. Yeah. Uh, again, we sidetracked. We had three patrons. Warren Sharp, be a patron of us. <laughs> Just go. Warren Sharp, give me, let me talk to you for 30 seconds. I don't know how we can make this. Just let me listen to this show <laughs> and let me talk to you. And then I'll hook you. I'll, I'll connect with you with our Twitter, twitter.com slash FADPOD. I'll right. slide in your DMs. Here's what we're going to do, Justin. Here, Justin, this is what Justin, we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to post this episode. You're going to post this episode. And then you're going to tweet the link to the episode at Warren Sharp. But in the tweet, you're going to say, yeah, there's really only two of us that want to talk to you, but they really want to talk to you. I want to talk to you more than I want to talk to almost anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Man. I just want to ask him, like, man, tell me how bad the Steelers sucked this year. Dang! And he's going to be like, man, I can't wait. You guys were <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, thanks, man. I know. It's really frustrating. My favorite thing about him is when he goes on these crazy, like, man, Kansas City's got two rushing yards, so you don't got to run the bottle. You know, screw establishing the run. And people and people always respond with, like, oh, but the Tennessee Titans, and oh, man, the San Francisco 49ers. And he's like, I'm not saying 
Yeah, but it's not saying you have to do it. Like yeah. some teams, like you got to run the ball, stop the run. You don't always have to run the ball. You can just pass it, or the the whole play action in the first half instead of the second half. That is my favorite thing I've learned. Mm-hmm. Is is play action doesn't mean like you don't have run, to establish. Just run, run play action. Just like, run it. Yeah, just run. Don't you don't need to be like all right. You don't need to pull the Mike Zimmer. Where it's like all right. How many how many rushing attempts has Dalvin Cook had? All right, we can run one play action play. <laughs> like that no, don't do that. Just run play action all game long. Just do it. And see what happens. Mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder like if you make that part of your game plan, just always run play action. Every play is play action. I'm sure I'm sure it's like anything. Like too much of anything is bad. Well, that's true. I just wonder what the extreme would be if if a team did it like one time. Just every and then like they run play action an entire game, and like for the first three quarters they they're all fakes, and then they actually start running the ball. Oh yeah, I want to know like that would be really interesting if it's, if it's just a team went an entire first half and only ran play action. Like, the only two types of plays they ran were play actions and then actual runs. Like, they didn't just have a normal, traditional drop back, like, regardless of down and distance. I really want to know. It'd be interesting. I, I don't know, like, I, I mean, it's, it's probably easy to, I'm it's easy to adjust to other play actioning, just always attack the running back no matter what. But then, that's how someone gets open. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, because then the whole idea is if they treat, if they're like, all right, well, they're going to run play action, so just don't bite on the run fake. And then they actually start running and the then ball. They just run it. And so then your linebackers are stationary, which means they don't get to fill the gaps, and the offensive lineman can get up to the second level easy. And the next thing you know, you're ripping off a 15 yard run. I don't, Matt, listen. <laughs> okay. listen. Me and you. Why are we not coaches first, or coordinators? First of all, I should be a coach. First of all, we have oh this is gonna give away where we live. Never mind. I was gonna say something about a certain coach that just got hired for uh, a certain organization. Well, I mean we we've mentioned Ohio before. You can say Ohio coach. Sure. There's an Ohio coach that was just hired by a NFL team that was a head coach in the town where we are currently filming this, and there is now a head coach opening, and you have no idea how bad you want to like I want to throw my I'll never get it because two things one I'm young two I didn't play I actually didn't play football I played when I was younger I didn't play in high school right and then three I'm not like a parent of a kid so like there's no like outside of like me graduating from the school there's no like but oh my god I would immediately like all right I call you I call Tobin <laughs> I call Dome I get Corey, and I'm like, all right, guys. Like, this is the coaching staff. This we're gonna is the team. we're gonna put together a fuck. We're gonna put together a game plan that no high school kid is gonna be able to comprehend. <laughs> like, I'm gonna. I would try so hard. Like, I would be like scripting shit. Like, I would be like, man. I would go into a game and be like, all right, we're running the ball like five times this game, and I hope God, I hope our quarterback's good. <laughs> Because, like, if he's not, I'll fucking, I'll throw a pads on. I'll go out and do it myself. <laughs> we'll change the game of high school football, damn it. All right. You know, I, I'll, this this is how we're going to end the episode. Okay. All right. How about, I thought of. Okay. 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 This, this, Lay it on this, me. This Lay it on me. This is going to be nuts. All right. All right. Okay. 
It's going to be hard to comprehend because I don't have the visuals to draw it. Okay. I was at work the other day, and I was just thinking about... When I was in college, I used to do this a lot. When I was really bored in class, I would just, like, draw a place. On, like, just in my notebook, I would just draw, like, okay, I want to do this. Or whatever. Yeah. I, was, I did it at work. And I was like, okay. I thought of a really crazy type of... I don't know if you call it, like, a play call... At like the goal line or a play call in like a short yardage situation. Now, keep in mind this is in the context of I have a tendency, I've built up a tendency over the course of the season on short yardage situations. I sneak it with I I You do the QB automatic. I do QB sneaks, right? So line of scrimmage, okay. I have quarterback under center. I have a running back in the backfield. I have uh, two tight ends, one on either side, and two receivers. Okay. Split out. Okay. So running up, we're gonna we're gonna run the QB sneak, but I don't run it right away. Instead, I have the running back split out, and now he's lined up basically in the slot, but tight to the tight end side on the right. Okay. So now the whole defense is like, okay, all right, like you're coming. Instead, the quarterback drops back. Ooh. Okay. Okay. The running back, his job is because the tight end that he's lined up against is going to free release into the center and go and cut straight across. Okay. Okay. So across the mean, middle. Across the middle. Okay. okay the okay. tight end on the right hand side. So that means if they're playing, if if they come, if the if the linebacker shoot in, that tight end's wide open. Wide open. All you gotta do is throw it in. Past the linebacker that's blitzing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The running back, say they're in man. So now that linebacker has to shift over and be like, okay, I have to play man-to-man on this running back. The running back starts the play in protection. So he crashes in and tries to pin the defensive end inside. Uh-huh. So that means that that linebacker who's playing man now has to come. So he's like, shit, my guy's in protection. I got to go, right? That's what they teach you. Mm-hmm. Is if you're playing man to man on defense and your guy is in pass protection, you just run at him, right? But the running back Re- will release. You're will gonna have release, a release and then just sneak out, just sneak like out towards the sideline. So if the tight end's not open, my running my quarterback can just flip it to him, and then he's wide open because the two receivers are just running goes. Uh-huh. The receivers just go routes, just pull the corner away, pull the corners and safeties, pull the corner and safety away. The other tight end. Is the first read. He's the first read. Oh my god. Okay. He's the first read. Okay, okay. When the play is designed where the quarterback is gonna start, my quarterback's right-handed. So he's starting with his left foot back. This is how far I thought into this. (laughs) The quarterback starts with his left foot back. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So when he hikes, he takes one step back with his right foot, he's already set and he pumps immediately to the tight end on the left. What that does is that if those linebackers now aren't coming, right, now they're crashing into him, that second tight end is still wide open in the middle. So regardless of what the defense plays, if they play man, then that ru- the, the running back's wide open. The running back will release and be open. The running back will release and is open. If they don't play man and they play zone, that first tight end's wide open. Because they got the eyes on the quarterback, right? And they think he's coming anyway. So their eyes are going to be in. So the second he drops back and throws it, that tight end, no one's accounting for that tight end to be open. If they come, 
that second tight end is now wide open because the two linebackers are blitzing or they're trying to fill the eight gaps and the play's coming out so fast. My quarterback can throw the ball to the first guy, right. but it's designed to be a design pump fake to him, then look to the middle, and if he's not open, look over to the right, because by that point, the, the running back has released, and he's wide open in the flat. Holy fuck. Why are we not coaches? I, man, I'd be a hella good special teams coordinator or OC. I don't know a lot about defense. I'll you want to be, be a special teams coordinator? Special teams is fun. I would be OC or special teams. I'm not the best with defense. I'm not like, not all. I, I'm one of those people that sometimes sim defense and mad. No, like it is whatever. Oh no, that's the hundred percent the reason why I'd have Dome on my staff. Mm. If you guys are unaware of Dome, if you, um, he's if, been at our draft specials. Yeah, he's he's usually at our draft specials. He's our resident Giants fan. Um, he's also a coach. We, I think he coaches uh, track and field, but he's like a defensive backs specialist he likes he I, th- I think i've actually heard stories that he sims offense sometimes on mad <laughs> just for fun and then he'll play the defense i'm like dude you're nuts god damn that's insane so yeah we'll, we'll get him and then we'll get tobin to take care of all the stuff i don't want to do it's fair because he'll do it <laughs> tobin will do it too like coach offensive lineman i don't know how to do that and like, again Corey. see that guy anal- block him <laughs> and like is Corey is our analytics guy because he's good at that Corey's just good at telling. Corey's being really good at being just brutally honest with me. It's also true. Like, He'll hey, Corey, does this like. work? And, I'm, and he's probably like, uh, no, that probably won't work. Um, but yeah, Matt, we're gonna be coaches, and it's gonna be great. We'll lead Struthers. Well, well, <laughs> everyone. That, okay, we filmed the show in Struthers, Ohio. Okay, all right. Jesus. All right, <laughs> man. I was trying to beat around the bush. <laughs> I, I bungled it. Hometown of Steve Belichick. It's where he went to school. It's where I graduated high school. Man, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, just... from, I'm from the same bloodline of the Belichicks. That's really. true. No, 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 no. You're in the family. I'm in the family, dude. If they knew who I was, if they... I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a coach for this school, and then I'm gonna get hired by the Miami Dolphins. Fuck yeah, you are. And then we can beat the Patriots. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, uh, that's the plan. All of us get hired in Struthers and then we just work our way for a little bit and we skip to the NFL because we don't need college. No. Immediately skip to the NFL. Immediately skip to the NFL. Probably fail first time. Well, yeah, that's okay. Then, but that, but here's the thing though, because then what happens is if you fail at the NFL level, it's really easy to get a college job. And then we succeed in college after that. And right. And then we go back to the NFL. Right. You, you like go down to like a middle tier, like, Division one program like Kansas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you overachieve. Like, oh man, you're Kansas. You don't really get to work with a lot. You don't have a good recruiting power, but you did good, man. We'll, we'll make you the OC at Texas, <laughs> and then you just kill it. And you're like, oh wow, he's really good. And then you become the head coach of Ole Miss, and you overachieve there. Like, all right, and then immediately back into the NFL, you get your and second shot. Then you win a Super Bowl, and then you win a Super Bowl. God, you, you do the Pete Carroll path. I mean that that's that's our plan that's our plan, man. Yeah, fuck this podcast. Yeah, dude, fuck the podcast. This is our last episode ever. Bye, everybody. Yeah, sorry. We're I'm gonna be it. we're gonna be coaches. Goodbye. I'm ending it. Me and Matt are coaches. Sorry, Corey. Sorry, Justin. You can do the podcast now. Have fun. Goodbye. How do I end this thing? Oh, this one.